Hello, everyone. Welcome to Daily in the Word. This is Rich Chassie, your host and teacher. I'm glad you're with us today as we tackle Genesis chapter 4. And from this point forward, we're probably going to go chapter by chapter, one chapter per day. So today we'll be looking at all of chapter 4. And I want to start off with a little bit of a corrective measure here. Throughout this chapter, it talks about how a man would make love to his wife. Verse 1, Adam made love to his wife Eve. And that is a modern way of saying something that is not communicated that way in the Hebrew text. In the Hebrew text, it says literally, Adam knew Eve. And it's God's way of making it clear that sexual intimacy between husband and wife was also a way to create intimacy or knowledge between husband and wife. When you know husband and wife in that way, that's what God's intention is in that part of the relationship. I am not a fan at all of the way the NIV translates this phrase throughout this chapter. And while I will read it the way it was written here in the NIV, just know that I do believe that the phrase Adam knew Eve or Cain knew his wife is a much better way of communicating that portion of the relationship. Now, with that in mind, let's go ahead and read from Genesis chapter 4. Adam made love to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, With the help of the Lord I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, Not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. 
So Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain made love to his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Cain was then building a city, and he named it after his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Irad, and Irad was the father of Mehezuel, and Mehezuel was the father of Methushuel, and Methushuel was the father of Lamech. Lamech married two women, one named Ada and the other Zillah. Ada gave birth to Jabal. He was the father of those who live in tents and raise livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all who played stringed instruments and pipes. Zillah also had a son, Tubal-Cain, who forged all kinds of tools out of bronze and iron. Tubal-Cain's sister was Naama. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zillah, listen to me. Wives of Lamech, hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech seventy-seven times. Adam made love to his wife again, and she gave birth to a son and named him Seth, saying, God has granted me another child in place of Abel, since Cain killed him. Seth also had a son, and he named him Enosh. At that time, people began to call on the name of the Lord. It's appropriate at this time to talk about Cain and Abel and who did they marry and all of that. You have to know that Adam and Eve had many children, many more than what we read about in the text here. Understand that the author of Genesis, Moses, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is only highlighting several names of what would have been a very large family, the family of Adam and Eve. Certainly, Cain would have married his sister. Same thing for Seth later on, and then their children. There would have been cousins that they could marry. All of that, the prohibition to not marry for brother and sister doesn't come until Moses and the law. And so in our minds, we struggle with the idea that, ooh, Cain married his sister? And yes, absolutely. And there wouldn't have been the problems with birth defects and all of that. Not yet. That would come later during the time when Moses gave the law. And it was then important to make sure that you weren't marrying within the same family. So Cain and Abel are the first two sons. Cain worked the ground and Abel worked the flocks. And one of them brought an offering that was acceptable to God. Abel, the fat portions of some of the firstborn of his flock, that pleased the Lord. And then what Cain brought was something that did not please the Lord. And we don't know why? We don't have a specific reason other than Cain belonged to the evil one. We know that from First John. His offering was just a going through the motions, most likely. He was just doing his duty, his religious duty, by making his offering the way that he did. Whereas with Abel, his heart was in it. He was making his offering that would be acceptable to his God and Abel worshipped his God from the heart, and therefore God accepted that offering. And then, of course, Cain is angry by this, and the Lord 
comes to Cain and says, why are you so angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what's right, will you not be accepted? And the implied answer is, yes, of course you will. But if you don't do what's right, sin is crouching like an animal at your door, like a tiger. Sin is ready to pounce. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. And of course, Cain allows sin to overtake his heart, overtake his mind and his actions, and he kills his brother in the field and then tries to do away with any responsibility for it. When the Lord approached Cain, where is your brother Abel? Cain says, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And yes, in God's economy, you are your brother's keeper. The Lord said, what have you done? And of course, the Lord knew that. Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Of course, the Lord knew what had happened. And so now Cain was going to be under his own curse from what he had done to his brother. He would now be a restless wanderer. He would no longer be able to work the ground. The ground would not provide any yield for his work. Cain says, my punishment is more than I can bear. I will be hidden from your presence. That's what sin does. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, which of of course is what God pronounced over him. But God puts his mark, and we don't know what this was or what it communicated or what it looked like. There's no further explanation other than the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. We don't know if it was some sort of warning or whatever it was, but Cain went out, verse 16, from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod. That's interesting that the word Nod comes from the word wanderer. So he lived in the city of Nod, east of Eden, the city that was its wanderer. That's the name of the city. And then Cain began to have children with his wife. Enoch was born first. Cain was then building a city, and he named it after his son Enoch. Enoch was born to Irad. Irad was the father of Mahujael. Mahujael was the father of Methushael. And Methushael was the father of Lamech. Lamech married two women. Where did that come from? God had clearly designed marriage to be between one man and one woman for a lifetime. And here already in Genesis chapter 4, we see mankind going beyond what God ever intended in marriage. And you know you're going to get in trouble when you see people going against what God had designed. It's a part of our creative order that it would be one man and one woman for one lifetime. Now, some people might would say, well, Rich, didn't they in the Old Testament, wasn't it normal for the men of Israel, like King David, he had multiple wives, and of course Solomon had multiple wives, and that was kind of a normal thing in the Old Testament. How does that work? The people of Israel were always fascinated with their neighbors and how their neighbors did things. So their neighbors had multiple wives. We were going to do the same thing. And while it's not what God wanted, it was not ever part of God's original design that men would have more than one wife, the people of Israel did that, and God tolerated it. 
You would say, well, Rich, why does God tolerate sin? My answer to that is, well, he certainly tolerates it in my life because I have sinned, and so have you, by the way. We've all sinned, and we continue to sin. Even though we know things are wrong, we do things that are sinful in some fashion or another. Just as he is tolerant with you and I, he was also tolerant with the people of Israel many times over in their sinfulness. And one of the ways that they sinned was in their desire to have multiple wives. We see that happening here, beginning here in Genesis chapter 4, verse 19. Lamech becomes the father of the son who would create all these stringed instruments and pipes and others who raised livestock and another tubal cane who forged all kinds of tools out of bronze and all of these things that made life more pleasurable and easier to do. And then Lamech says to his wives, hey, I've killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me, and I'm bragging about it. And isn't it wonderful? And Cain is avenged seven times and I am avenged 77 times, and aren't I bigger and better than my great-great-great-grandfather? And they all would have been, because of the length of their lifetimes, being hundreds and hundreds of years, they would have all been contemporaries. Cain would not have seemed like an old man to Lamech. So then Adam, I'm sure out of their loss and disappointment and all of that. Their first two sons are basically gone. One killed, the other chased off. So they have another son named Seth. God has granted me another child in place of Abel since Cain killed him. And Seth also had a son and he named him Enosh. And thus begins the new line through which the Savior would eventually come and the nation of Israel. At that time, it says, end of verse 26, people began to call on, or more accurately, proclaim the name of the Lord. We now have preaching on the scene, if you will. The name of the Lord must be proclaimed because they've already forgotten. Here we are, chapter 4. They've already forgotten the Lord, and they needed to begin to proclaim the name of the Lord to those who were lost. We're only one chapter removed from chapter 3, where sin is just for the first time introduced to the world. And already they're forgetting the name of the Lord so that his name must be proclaimed. And don't you know, it just gets worse and goes downhill from here. Tomorrow, as we go into chapter 5, it will be a very depressing chapter. It will just demonstrate the consequence of sin over and over and over again. The writer, Moses, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, again, does this to just remind us the consequence of sin, the consequence of sin, the consequence of sin. So let's go ahead and finish for today. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you again for your word. We thank you that You have made it so clear, the consequences of our sin, and that consequence is death, and we see that with Cain and Abel, and then from there it goes on. Lord, may we learn the lesson 
that our sin kills us. Our sin causes death, death physically, death in relationships, death in every way possible, separation from our own selves and you. And Lord, you have provided the remedy. You have provided the sacrifice for that consequence of sin, and we thank you for that. Thank you for Jesus. We love you now. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks again for listening here on Daily in the Word, and we hope to see you again next time as we dive into chapter 5 of the book of Genesis, and we'll see you then. Have a great day.